Welcome to the show. On this episode, we finish off a two-part interview that I did with Oscar Leon, a minister in the Ethereum Society down in Hollywood, California. I was actually recently down there for a short vacation, and I just had to look up this group. Uh, the group was compelling, and uh, some would consider them to be a UFO cult, although I think they would beg to differ and after meeting them, I think that they definitely do not share some of the negative connotations that the word cult has, at least in the English language. The interview itself started, as I said in the last episode, so if you want to be filled in on more of the sorts of things that the group believes, I recommend that you listen to the previous show. But for now, we're going to go more into what led Oscar into his membership of the society and out of his traditional Catholic upbringing. And now, without further ado, let's talk to Oscar. So now I'm going to be frank with you. I'm going to be pretty honest. So as you were discussing that to me, here's what was happening. In my mind, I'm saying, this is nuts, right? <laughs> this is what's going on in my mind, right? Sure, Absolutely sure. bonkers, right? Sure. But then, but then, and, and I just want to also add that for the listeners, that although what Oscar's saying, I find nuts or I found nuts, looking at Oscar, he's not a crazy man, right? Like, <laughs> there's like Oscar, as far as I know, Oscar is, uh, yeah. Oscar is perfectly lucid. Everything is fine here. So, but I guess what I need to just tell everyone is like, as you're, as I'm listening, I have that, but then I think about the story of Jesus that I was raised with, right? Or I think of when I went to communion and they transubstantiated the the bread, right? <laughs> Or you think of the story of, of, you know, Muhammad ascending into the sky on a, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is think about, all I needed to do is think about what I was raised with and, and it kind of normalized it. I mean, it doesn't make it any more plausible in my mind, but that idea that this, that that original, I guess, um, rejection of what's being said because it's kooky or crazy, or uh, there's definitely a little kitsch there. I think it's because 1950s uh, UFO, yeah, it's kind of yeah. kitschy, right? Yeah. But the thing is that, I mean, to be to be frank, it's interesting the way it works, like the way like someone will tell you their beliefs and they don't jive culturally with right. yours, and then you're like, UFOs, this guy is nuts, man. Or, you know, not him, but what he's saying is nuts. What he's saying is that's like kooky. But it's really on the same level to me as other things, like what he's saying. I mean, when you go and look at the evidence, right, you explore the evidence, that's where you, you can make up your mind one way or the other, be skeptical. Mm -hmm. But you got to just cut through the initial feeling. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get that. I totally get, and I respect that, you know, because I, I, I understand um, that it's difficult to take on uh, beliefs that are not your own, and and I think this is something that we're witnessing throughout the world, 
and and in some of the more extreme cases is causing a lot of this terrorism and violence throughout the world because people don't accept each other's beliefs you know you have you know muslims and christians and and hindus and and sikhs and buddhists you know going to war at it with each other because they they don't accept other people's beliefs and think their beliefs superior than the rest of them so i think it's a very dangerous path of reacting to somebody else's beliefs that are perhaps far out or kooky um, in a way that puts them down and 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 rejects them just because you don't understand them and i appreciate what you're doing here and really just trying to have a conversation with somebody whose beliefs perhaps are really far out from what you're used to but you know you're not here to put me down you're just here to simply ask some questions and and uh, and just have a conversation about it and i think that you know this model right here really needs to be expanded throughout the world you know these different religious practitioners and leaders you know should all just sit down and just have a conversation about the humanity that they share okay yeah we have different beliefs over who founded our our religion or who who's our spiritual master and what happens after we die or or you know etc 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 but at the end of the day we're just trying to be good people we're trying to live a happy healthy joyful life that we can pass on to our kids and our grandkids just to bring up something else um when i was uh looking at the website um i was just wondering are there many families currently in the, in the center do you have uh, any kids or is it i mean speaking for the staff i mean most of the staff do not have families okay but but that's not hold true for the members there are lots okay. of you know families you know even people you know in our services here locally in la people bring their kids okay. um yeah, it's not heavily, you know, oriented to, to kids and things like that. Like yeah. you, you go to a Catholic mass and it's just tons of yeah, kids that, crying in the background. That's just Catholicism, though. I, I mean, that's that's I, I, I a, the nature of Catholicism. You got kids everywhere. You just have to look at what they're they're teaching. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean, it, it's not big, but it's but it's definitely part of our community. We do have families yeah. because because what I was getting at basically when it comes to like non judgmental, and I'm not, I don't mean like. I, I might get a little flack for this. I, I don't mean like not judging the claims. I think that there should be fair and open dialogue where everyone judges claims, like where someone can say, you know what, I can't help it. Like what you're saying, I can't accept it. Like it, it just seems totally far out and out there, mm -hmm. but it's just, you should try and re you should try and, um, get along with the person, you know, you should be like, you know, exactly. you have kooky ideas, but I could still have a beer with you. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And, in, and you know, I, I find myself, you know, doing that just sometimes when I go out in Hollywood here, you know, I live here on the property, but you know, being in Hollywood, it's crazy, but I'll just go out and have a drink, you know, go to a bar or something. And, you know, we were talking about this earlier, you know, a lot of people in Hollywood, you know, are, are, are lost, confused, deeply materialistic and shallow only care about money sex fame um just really disconnected from many many just fundamental humanitarianism values you know um spiritual values um and yet you know put all that aside you know we're still going through the struggles of life you know there's there, there's a there's a, a a bond that unites us that goes beyond our way of living our beliefs and this like that we're human beings we cry we feel pain we feel joy um you know we want 
things to be good. We want there to be peace, you know, but, you know, we're just going about it in different ways. And like you said, you know, we should be able to just put that aside, have a drink, share a beer, share a laugh. Just, just, just relax, you know, just yeah. fucking relax already. Exactly. But um, actually, and Oscar, just so I can like fill people in because you said you lived on the property. What, so uh, you're actually uh, a member of clergy is that the yeah way it works? well uh i'm a staff member you know there, there's a, a small group of um, volunteers um, regular volunteers who form the staff and there's also what you i guess you could refer to as the clergy uh, within the staff you know you have ministers priests bishops um i am a, a recently ordained minister uh, last year um also i've been a resident here for many years and a full-time staff a full-time employee on the staff team how long have you been a member of the uh, society? Yeah, I joined as a member uh, March 1st, 2005. March so that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's like 11 what, years. 11 years, yeah. Coming up next uh, Tuesday. I guess, I mean, you got your degree in, in math. Uh, you grew up Catholic. What, I guess, what brought you to... Uh, come to the society how did i make the jump how did you make the <laughs> jump because it's a kind of extreme you know probably oh, man. and it, it was quite a journey it was quite a journey um raised catholic but at a young age um i think i might have been around eight or nine i remember having these really really deep questions about life to the point where i almost felt frightened about not knowing you know what really comes after death? What is this thing people call as refer to as heaven and we're there for eternity? That's a long time. That kind of scared me, man. I'm like, what the, you know? And so there are these big questions, you know? And, and I remember kind of going to my, one of the priests a couple of times about it and they kind of just brush it off, you know? They, they don't really answer it. They didn't really answer it to me at least. Kind of just kept telling me to, you know, go to read the Bible and go to catechism. And, uh, but, you know, Catholicism is, is really intertwined with my culture. You know, I was, you know, born in Peru, like most Latin American countries, it's just ingrained in your culture. You know, you're a Catholic, you go to church. That's just what you do. And maybe not so religious or spiritual, but you just go to church. That's what you do. And you believe these things, at least on face value. So, you know, I went, my whole family was Catholic and, you know, there was, you know, some some good aspects that I got out of it, but again, I had these really deep questions, and slowly and slowly, I started turning away from from the church and um, studying other traditions and other things. Also, around that time, as a teenager, you know, I was really interested in these different states of consciousness, you know, states of being, um, and you know, a lot of my friends also were as well, you know, you kind of experimented with different, you know, psychedelics and things like that, because it, it just showed you a reality that just w nobody really talked about it was something completely different and yet very real, you know, and, and it was something very personal. Um, so that really kind of got me even to question more, you know, life and reality and, and what we're being taught, you know, what the government says, what, um, uh, TV says and what we read. So it was just this process of, of questioning everything, of really trying to learn what life is, what the hell are we doing on earth? Is this it? Um, and what happens when we die? What is this thing called death and what happens? So that kind of took me through high school, you know, just, you know, and it wasn't something very serious that I like really kind of, you know, spent all my time on. You know, I was in high school, you know, I was, you know, 
trying to get good grades you know i did sports you know trying to do in sp- do good in sports had friends try to have fun my friends you know trying to have fun had a girlfriend trying to be a, you know in that relationship but in the back of my mind there was this there was this journey going on of self-discovery of world discovery and um and eventually in the latter years of high school and into the college i was i started to really study you know these different uh, philosophies and, and traditions um, Buddhism, I mentioned earlier, Hinduism, Zen, Taoism, yoga, shamanism, um, esoteric Christianity, you know, some of the real deeper roots of Christianity. And I really started to study these different things and also dabbled, you know, um, in, in many of them. Many of the traditions went to different services, different ceremonies. And uh, so I was kind of just building up this this kind of bank of, of knowledge and experience, you know, as much as possible. And at the time, I was really distancing. Uh, and I think I had completely distanced myself from the Catholic Church, which caused a real big breakup in my family, as you can imagine. Yeah, I was about to go there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, is it too personal to ask what no. they what they think now? Like, are, are you still in communication with them? Or Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there was a big breakup, you know, um, uh, you know, since I stopped going to church, I kind of just said, I, you know, I'm not Catholic, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I could feel like they they felt sad, you know, resentful of figuring, you know, figure it was their fault. You know, what did they do wrong? You know, that my kid like, went away. Like any good parent. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, and and, and I, I can't honestly say I was a really good person as well. Um, as far as how I treated my parents or how I, you know, treated certain people. Uh, you know, I felt like I was onto something as far as studying these different spiritual religious things. Um, but I was, again, I wasn't a, a really, really good person at the time. I was still kind of involved with certain, you know, kind of negative things. And so there was this process of, you know, really detaching from the church, the Catholic church, from my parents and all that, and um, going through my own journey and self-discovery. But one thing led to the, to another and I had a shift in me. Um, it it it's felt like all these different things I was studying and reading and, and experiencing kind of just kind of sank in. And um, it gradually, on the one hand, quickly, on another hand, opened me up to this desire to, to be of service to others, to help the world. I just saw all this suffering on this world, all the lies and corruption and the suffering and the greed. And, you know, that pissed me off for many, many years. But then it got to the point where it's like, man, these people are hurting. They're hurting. People are hurting. And so what can I do to help alleviate this pain? Because um, I, I felt like at the root of all of our wars, of all of our dysfunctionalities as a human race, is, is this pain that we're going through inside. You know, and so if I can help in some way to alleviate and heal this, um, that's what I wanted to do with my life. You know, that's what I wanted to dedicate my life to. I was like, I just want, I want to dedicate my life to to helping the world in some way or another and to helping the earth. Because I also recognized at the time that the earth was a, ver- a living being and we were treating her like shit, you know, raping her, pillaging her, just, you know, a horrible thing. And I felt like I wanted to give back to the earth. So then that opening kind of came, came to me. Um, and again, one thing led to another. I was at some event up in Northern California. And it was a chain of events that led me to that event. 
And I was, as with most of these things that I was going to at the time, as far as these kind of spiritual new agey events, I was always the youngest dude there. You know, I think I was like in my 19 or something at the time, 18, 19. And most people are like in their 50s, 60s, 70s, you know, these kind of hippies from the, from the, from the 70s kind of getting into the new age movement. There wasn't a lot of young people, you know, in the new age movement back then. So I was just, you know, during the middle of the night, uh, during the evening, I was kind of just standing there um, between these mu musical sets. And this lady comes right up to me. She just walks right up to me. She looks, she looks me dead in the eye, but in a very loving way, almost like she knew me. And she says, you're looking for a master, aren't you? And I was. To be honest, I was because I felt I needed some guidance. I had these desires, I had these experiences, this knowledge that I gained. I want some guidance and so I can focus it and channel it along a certain path. Um, I wanted to find a group, I wanted to find a master. So when she said that, she got my attention and she started talking to me a little bit about George King, about the Ethereum Society, about the teachings. And I remember hearing something about, you know, ET, UFO. Yeah. And on the back of my mind, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it, but it was, but it, I wouldn't say the back of my mind. I think I would, it's better described as on the surface of my skin. It was kind of like, be careful. I, I was telling myself, man, be careful because it was like, it was heaven's gate that it was exactly. like recently. If they, if they hand you, you know? a pair of sneakers and you know, a jumpsuit and say, <laughs> okay, we're going to have a sleepover tonight. Yeah. Bring the Kool-Aid. So, you know, cause, so yeah, so when she told me she's talking to me, but but the thing is, it was in a context of 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 a bigger spiritual message, which deep inside I resonated with. So this overall concept she was talking to me about, as far as the Mother Earth and the cosmic masters and enlightening humanity, it felt something inside struck a chord, like really deep. Like I felt it, felt good. But then, like on on the surface, on the skin, I'm like, watch out, you know, <laughs> you know, watch out for these people. Well, yeah, she's gonna give me some Kool Aid now. And uh, she ended up showing me one of the books, one of the main books. I think it might have been the Nine Freedoms and the Twelve Blessings. I had a brief look through through those books, and 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 again, uh, it was it was more continu continuing of that feeling of something something here really resonates deep with me. But yet, there's a there's a resistance, there's a big skepticism. Um, but I wasn't negative about it. It was just kind of like, okay, she may be right. She may be really just far out, <laughs> you know? And I left it at that. You know, I had a great connection with her. I could tell she saw something in me uh, and I appreciated that she saw it. And, and, it, and it kind of reminded me that, yes, I really was looking for a master and, and, a, and a path. And she left me, I think, with the website. Um, I didn't even remember her name. I didn't even catch her name. And I got. I think I checked the website out. Um, again, was curious because I was still, you know, always curious of learning more about these things. Um, but I didn't just jump right into it back then. Um, I had ordered a couple of cassettes, you know, from from Dr. King with some of the transmissions. Uh, I think I may have listened to it. And 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 again, it was more of that same feeling. Something is here that really resonates with me, but yet. You know, my skin is just kind of, I'm like, I mean, she's kind of a little shell, shell shock. I mean, I'm not quite open to this, you know, to taking it in. So I just sat with it. I sat with it. I mean, at the time I was involved with another organization. Um, it was a more of a, 
esoteric Christian shamanistic organization, um, which I was kind of loosely involved with for a couple of years. So I was still going through this, to their ceremonies, but in the back of my mind, for over for that next year, it was the Ethereum Society, just in the back of my mind. So, and then basically, I guess over after after some time, you just kind of just clicked, and you're like, uh, well, is when I came back from a trip to Peru. I remember I went to Peru uh, during this one summer, and I think I might have gone with my brother. And uh, I I go back quite often to, to I really like it back there. <laughs> it's good to connect, you know. And I came back, and I just I had this feeling inside of me. It just said, you know, because. Because the Ethereum Society was this big question in my mind. You know, what, what, what is the Ethereum Society? You know, is this real? And I carried that with me for about a year and a half. And anyway, I came back from Peru and there was this just deep, strong feeling that just said, Oscar, just go visit them. They're in LA. Go check it out. Go check it out. Go check it out. So there was just this deep calling to just come visit and check it out. And I came, uh, it was, I think it was a September with my brother. We were in town for a different ceremony for a different purpose, but I said, "Hey, we're going to be in town. Let's go check out the Ethereum Society." And uh, and I came, I came. I ta- I remember just kind of walking in and talked to some of the some of the staff, um, shared a bit about my experience. Came to the service the next day, and uh, they they said, "You know, who 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 told you about this?" And I said, oh, "I I don't remember. Some lady, blah blah blah." And uh, I remember she was selling some art pieces and she was like, oh, the artist. Yeah, she lives across the street. And so they told her to come to the service the next morning. Well, she, she, usually, she usually does go to the services or did. She passed away. And I remember when she walked in and uh, I came to the service and I saw her. I recognized her right away and she recognized me right away. This was like over a year and a half later. She looked at me. She looked at me like in this way, like, you know, what the hell took you so long? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a year and a half. And... um but yeah, it, it was having an experience of meeting the people, of you know, talking to them about uh, more about the society, and coming to a service and having experienced myself and just kind of feeling it for myself. That's kind of what did it. Then I kind of bought all the books and 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 the cassettes and just kind of, I was just it's like, soaking it all in. It's like sort of like maybe you found uh, you found an amazing group of people too, right? Kind of like to be with as well. Well. Yeah, because because I I kind I was kind of familiar with the teachings. I'd studied the teachings a little bit, but then to actually meet people who were actually believing and following these teachings that I also was believing, like, hey, I believe the Earth is evolving. I believe that the human race needs to evolve as well, and I believe that is that we should be of service in the best way possible. And these people through the Ethereum Society are trying to dedicate their lives to be of service to the world in the best way possible, the best way that they know how. And they've chose the Ethereum Society as their channel. And out of everything I've studied, out of everything I've experienced in, in the world and throughout my life, this is what has made the most sense to me. And this is, for me, what I found to be of the most service to the world. And that's why I'm here. I guess some people might get some ideas about this group. And again, only because it is a smaller group that maybe, you know, you guys are only hang out with people within the group, et cetera, et cetera. Like, uh, I mean, do you, do you, 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 you communicate with your brother? You, do you, do you have friends outside of the group? I got that you hang friends out with? and family outside of society all over the world. 
and I still communicate with all of them. Um, and it kind of brings me back to that question you mentioned earlier of my relationship with my parents. You know, how is it now? Um, because from the time that I had left, you know, stopped going to the Catholic Church to the time that I joined the Ethereum Society to today has been a journey just in my relationship with my parents alone let alone the rest of the family but the my parents was the biggest one because it was it was it was it was sad how it was like a breakup you know it was like i broke up with my parents because they were very catholic this Bro- was like, broke up with your parents and you 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 forsook your culture right probably yeah, that yeah, too exactly you know? because it, for, for them it's like it's like saying i i disagreed with their parents and their grandparents and the rest of the culture and, and that i know better than all of them you know, in a way. And, you know, and, and again, they felt like Catholicism was was the path. It was the religion. And if you're not in it, you know, it's not looking good for you. Um, and so to think that their son was, was straying away was hard. But, you know, over the years, I mentioned that we kind of, you know, I wasn't the best son, you know, dur- during my childhood and adolescent years and even from when I left the church. But as I got more involved in the Ethereum Society, uh, as I started to practice the practices and live the teachings, I changed. I grew as a person. And they saw that. So at first they were skeptical, very extremely skeptical, but they didn't really care too much because they thought, oh, it's just one another new group that Oscar has come across, another new thing, it's another fad, he's, you know, he's going to grow out of it. Um, so they didn't really put too much attention into it. But then when they noticed that, no, he's really in this, you know, years have gone by and he hasn't moved back home. He's still in L.A. and it doesn't sound like he's coming back home. They started to take it more seriously and um, it was it was open skepticism. Um, we didn't talk about it, but I felt it. Yeah, I felt like they they like they felt like this is not the right thing. Um, they wanted me to talk to their priests. You know, they try to set up, you know, intervention in that way. Yeah. And you know, I, I would, I just treated them with respect, and and love and care and compassion. I realized that, hey, you guys are following your path, and that's great, and I support that. I reconnected with the Catholic tradition, with Catholic Church. I'd go back to mass with them. I don't have a problem going with them because I, I celebrate their path, and I can connect with the Master Jesus. He had great teachings. You know, it's their way of celebrating him. I'll, I'll celebrate with them. And I would only expect the same in return. So over time, they saw this change in just in my way of living, my way of speaking, my way of thinking. It wasn't a radical thing. I mean, I don't feel like I'm a completely new person. I just feel like I've grown a bit. You know, I've, I've, I've grown up a little bit. And so all of a sudden, the, the, they don't come to the society. They don't come to the, the, the services and meetings like that. So it's kind of hard for them to gauge, you know, what it's all about. Basically, I'm their window into it, and yeah, so it, I was it, about to ask. So they've never they've never visited, but the they center. have. Uh, oh, uh, they uh, have. Up to a point, up to a point, it was just all they really oh, knew was okay. me, yeah. you know. And and when they saw that I was be- becoming a better person, better than I had ever been in my whole life, not just to them but to all those around me, um, they were like, "Well, there's got to be something to this Ethereum society." You know, he's becoming a better person. So then it become, they were becoming tolerant, respectful, to the point where they're now to this day supportive. They've come to services. They've come to uh, pilgrimages that we sometimes do to, to uh, holy mountains um, around the world. Um, my dad has even helped me translate one of our major books into, um, into Spanish. Um, 
you know, so so there is an open dialogue, not completely open. You know, we don't just sit and talk about the teachings, but we do talk about what we have in common as far as love, as far as um, helping each other, compassion. So that's like a microcosm. That's like a model, sort of like what we were talking about before. You know, exactly, exactly. And 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 so to this day and age, I, I think my relationship with my parents has never been better. It's beautiful, and I and I share that with my brother. You asked about my brother. He's not a member. You know, he kind of maybe walked down a, uh, a different path. You know, he went to school. He gets married. Has a kid now. Um, beautiful first uh, firstborn daughter. And, um, but he is a, so he's affiliated with the society. You know, you see, he remains connected. He gets our regular newsletters. Um, he's interested, you know, he has come to many services more than my parents. Um, he's just walking his own journey, so to speak, you know, and we all have our own journey to walk down. So I don't expect him to be right by my side and doing exactly what I do is, you know, as hard as full into it as I do. Um, but I believe that he, you know, he has a great heart and he's, you know, going to be slowly awakening to his own spiritual path, whatever that may be. So, Oscar, I think we're going to wrap things up. Is there anything that, well, first of all, can you give us the site, I guess, the website? People can check it out. Sure. Yeah. The main international website is www.ethereus.org, and that's spelled A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S.org. And do you have any final parting words or messages for the listeners? When we come across people that um, we don't necessarily understand why they say, do, or think the things that they do, um, you know, like you alluded to, alluded to earlier, instead of you know already jumping to this this conclusion, this negative judgment that they're wrong, that they're bad, that they're evil, um, take a pause. Take a pause and just to try and see through to the humanness of that person and to see what you share with that person. Um, and at the end of the day, remember, we all are just trying to be good and help other people be good. Uh, we want to live in a, in a world that has greater peace, less suffering, no more wars, no more of this just corruption. We all want these things. And we're just going about in different ways. We're all trying to hike up to that top of that mountain. Some people choose their own trails. Some people take already made trails. Some people take a really broad trail. There are different routes up the mountain. But we're going up the mountain. So when we cross each other in the path, hey, let's help each other out. That sounds good to me. Thanks, Oscar. Thanks for coming to the show. For sure, man. Go have a beer now.
Thus concludes this episode of Share a Slice with Sean. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Slices Podcast. You can follow Sean on Twitter at Godless Poutine. Music is by Chromatics and is used with their permission. You can find them on SoundCloud. Links to the music, Twitter feeds and guest sites are provided in the show notes. Thanks for listening and tally-ho.